0: Like we say in St. Olaf, Christmas without fruitcake is like St. Sigmund's Day without the Headless Boy.
1: Everyone hold on to your orthopedic shoes, because this episode we're watching The Golden Girls on the Showdown.
0: Welcome again to the pod, and as always, the showdown is recorded in front of a live dog and cat audience. Meow. My name is Cliff, and this is the podcast where I, a television idiot, dissect one epic TV series with a television expert. So, Colin, how are things in TV land today?
1: Things are sassy, you know? Okay. It's going to be real sassy today. We're going to hear a lot about... Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We're also going to hear a lot about different gentlemen that Blanche has made her gentlemen mm-hmm. callers. Okay. It's going to be great. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be a good day. We'll see. This may be a rough one. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. think so. <laughs> this might
0: be a rough ride. <laughs> did you
1: did you not like the Golden Girls? <laughs> let's just
0: let's just get into it. Okay? Oh boy. Let's All just right. Get, let's just go All ahead right. and get this 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 party started. So uh so of course this uh, this episode we're reviewing uh, the legendary sitcom the golden girls legendary uh, yes of of, uh, of of many sources of, of fame and we'll go ahead and jump into the overview from it's not familiar it's it's in kind of a weird space i think most people know what the golden girls is i would wager mm-hmm. say many of our listeners have probably not seen or only seen maybe a handful of episodes a lot a like lot probably we had uh going in so
1: yeah i mean if, if you're not familiar with the
0: show at least you're familiar with the theme song well we'll see yeah, and yeah, we're gonna find out. So, yep. so, so the air dates, <laughs> as I referred to for the Golden Girls, was uh, 1985 to 1992. It aired completely on NBC, and was, of course, a, a, a 30 minute live uh live sitcom and filmed in front of a uh, of a studio audience
1: that's right yeah it ran for seven seasons which was 177 episodes which is kind of insane main cast of course you will recognize all of these names uh b arthur
0: betty white
1: rue mcclanahan and estelle getty
0: Mm -hmm. yeah among many others i kind of made a note here i I, we can kind of stick it in, in at this point of the uh, other review. It's probably worth also uh, mentioning the creator, writer, and producer of the show at this point, Susan Harris. I yes. Think, uh, yes, a lot of times we don't Susan we don't stick it with the with the cast, but Susan Harris, uh, I think, deserves kind of an honorable mention up here at the top. She this is this was her her project for the most part, and she seemed to be. Uh, the writer for a lot of the more weighty episodes. and That's
1: right. Yeah, we call her the showrunner. She ran the show and made it what it is, and I think we have her to thank for a lot of its legacy and all of that. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, thanks, Susan. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> did you not feel empowered by the Golden Girls? No, i it's Susan really did a great job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yep. This, so- is, this is weird <laughs> because I, I don't think I believe y- you, but... Okay, let's get into it because okay. I clearly don't know what's going on.
0: All right, so the description for The Golden Girls, I, there's a bunch of longer ones. That I, I picked the shortest one just because it, it, it's a little bit self-explanatory. The Golden Girls is based on the lives and interactions of four older women who have all been divorced or widowed and are now roommates. And that, that's really the entire show. It's about these four ladies and their adventures as as people that live in the same house owned by... Uh, this rich lady named Blanche.
1: Misadventures?
0: Mm, you no, know, it's you know, or Mr. Adventures, whichever. That's way right. You for
1: for uh-huh. Blanche, it's Mr. Adventures. Yeah,
0: however you like to like to go. So, Colin, you want talk a little bit? Do yeah, you want to talk about the ratings and awards? I do. Yeah.
1: IMDb has it as a seven point nine, which is pretty good. And TV.com is an eight point seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's on a ten point scale. But mm-hmm. uh, you yes, know, yeah. that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as awards go, it has been nominated a whopping 38 times for an emmy uh and 11 of those were wins including betty white rue mcclanahan b arthur estelle getty comedy series writing direction and tech direction uh and then on top of that uh there were four wins for golden globes for estelle getty
0: yeah and well in comedy series i think i won in one comedy series for three of those Oh yes, yep. yeah, multiple for some of them. Yeah, it, it read, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I see. Kind of, uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I can read. I can is read. <laughs> fundamental. So,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was so one of the interesting facts about the Golden Girls is one of only three shows in television history where all four of the of the regular cast members won uh, an Emmy Award. Most most shows that that's you know there's somebody that gets left out. It was one of the only ensemble cast shows with more than two people where the, uh, the all the actors had, had won an award.
1: And they all deserved it. They were great. Uh-huh. They were great. Yeah. They were wonderful. Yeah, thanks,
0: Susan. Yep.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh boy, I do not know where this episode is headed. I thought we would be on the same page. I thought this would be one of those kind of boring episodes where we both say the same thing over and over and how much we love the show. Wow,
0: buckle up. Oh boy. So notable filming locations for the Golden Girls. uh, It's it's filmed mostly in studio. It's uh, between Columbia, Sunset, uh, Gower Studios and Renmar Studios in its later years uh, in in Los Angeles. So two, two studios of note with a lot of History. Uh, the top-rated episode for the entire season was the season finale, season seven, episode twenty-three, which is of some controversy. Uh, don't don't add us if you're if you're uh, have some uh, some disputes about the uh, the episode. We we realize that some of the two-part episodes in IMDb have been combined. It's listed as either episode twenty-three of the final season, or I believe, episode twenty-six, depending on how much of those you might yeah. uh, combine. The name of the episode is "One Flew Out of the Cuckoo's Nest." Uh, rated as a nine point two, of course, guest starring the the wonderful uh, Leslie Nielsen right. uh, as the love interest of that episode, which we'll we'll talk plenty about here.
1: He was amazing.
0: Uh, here later, yeah. So uh, so that's that's the review of the show. We'll, we've got a lot of notes here to get into, so we'll jump into it. But just in case you're not uh, as familiar as as uh, as, as we are, I, I should probably note this, as a watch, I had not seen an episode of the Golden Girls.
1: Yeah, uh, I also had not it. seen a single episode before yeah. our watch.
0: So I was familiar with what it was, just kind of as with its, its social footprint, but sure. uh, this was the first time watching it through, and we, we went through and watched a, a lot of episodes, uh, all of the season uh openers and season finales and um it shows in between all sorts of fun stuff so so I i think we're pretty well familiar at this point but if you're not uh we'll we'll run through the uh the theme song for you here in a segment we like to call theme song jukebox
1: that song will be in my head for the next seven days. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not complaining. I love it. It's perfect. Yeah, sadly, this is an audio format. You could not see Collins <laughs> pantomiming to every syllable and note uh, of that of that song. It was I love it. Quite it's perfect. Uh, yeah, so, so with that, let's let's go, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's move I along. I will not apologize. Like, okay.
1: Look, I am empowered oh by these four ladies. Okay. I will not apologize for enjoying what I love in the world, such as that song. Here we, so we're going to run long as well.
0: Great. Uh, so, hey, Cliff. uh uh-huh. Thank you for being a friend. All right. So let's move along to the part of the podcast where we get to to break it down. Colin, I think I already know the answer to this question, but are you, in fact, ready for your close-up? I
1: sure am.
0: All right. So close-ups, of course, is the part of our show where we go a little bit more in-depth as to our, our, our true feelings about this about this show and talk about some of the details and some trivia and uh, generally say some inane statements that may or may not get us in trouble. So uh, Colin, would you like to start off with I, I would
1: but I'm gonna start off a little unconventionally so uh, you and I both prior to watching the show took a poll online mm-hmm. to find out which golden girl we are. Uh, I will go first I answered as honestly as I could mm-hmm. and I'm a Dorothy.
0: Who are you? Uh, I, I came out as a rose <laughs> uh, the person not the plant <laughs> sure uh, in that quiz which I think is probably is probably accurate it, I
1: don't it, think so I had, think
0: you're really smart well it has something to do and this this may this you know again don't don't blow us up too much but I, one of the questions had to do with what uh, school from Harry Potter do you identify uh-huh. with which I don't know anything about I chose Hufflepuff I am a hufflepuff and I, f- I feel like that that played into perhaps my.
1: No, Hufflepuffs are the smart ones.
0: Uh, okay. All right, well, so look, I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, so you find that much on I Twitter. know. Well,
1: look, let's put it this way I also answered Hufflepuff, but I'm a Dorothy.
0: Okay. All yeah. Right. So,
1: So I don't know. Maybe it was about. I don't know. I don't. I don't see you as a rose. I do see myself as a Dorothy.
0: Well, it, it, it's it, it, look. Those quizzes don't lie. Okay. It's well. It's well known fact that those internet uh-huh. quizzes that show up are scientifically backed, and I, uh-huh. I. really don't. I don't have the means to argue with what it came out with. I, if I'm, I don't a rose, either. I'm a rose, I'm a rose. That's right. I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to deal with that. Yeah. That's great. Now mm-hmm. I won't
1: feel bad about making snarky comments okay. when you say things. Because okay. so, I'm a Dorothy. So life, right. co-
0: life continues. <laughs> yes, yes, life goes on.
1: On that note. Um, so yeah, so so I will just, I, I wanted to start with that just because I, I found it to be incredibly accurate mm-hmm. and uh, I loved watching the show with that context, yeah. watching B. Arthur and thinking to myself, yeah, that is me. Good job, BuzzFeed. Okay,
0: all right. <laughs> So I take it you enjoyed the show. Is that I, is that what look, I'm gathering? Here? I
1: have some criticism of it, uh-huh. but but overall, yes. My my enjoyment level was pretty high. I thought most of the jokes were skillfully written. I thought that it ventured into absurd territory sometimes, which is sometimes my favorite kind of comedy. And I just I just thought that the friendships between the women were beautiful and admirable and fun to watch.
0: <sighs> okay. I take it you disagree. Well, look, I don't. I don't even know where to start. I I I took more notes about this show than I, I like. I wrote in the margins vertically. You can see, like, mm-hmm. then I've mm-hmm. taken for any show that we've watched. And the conclusion that I came to here I, really comes out to that all television should be the Golden Girls. Okay. They should not put anything else on TV, perhaps, except okay. for the Golden Girls, because this show is amazing. Uh-huh. It is it is maybe the greatest television show ever. I'm not sure, perhaps okay. it's just it's just being in such close proximity to what happened. The show was a roller coaster ride, and I'm very upset that I did not know about this show until the last the last couple of weeks of our lives.
1: So now we have to put the podcast on hold just to go back and watch every single episode. We may there's yeah. a,
0: there's there's approximately 160 episodes that we haven't seen that I feel like we're going to need to go and, and <laughs> yeah, view very closely. They're
1: amazing. Uh-huh. Um, okay, well, do you want to just jump in with what you loved
0: most about it? I don't even know where to start. The very first note that I, I made was just okay. I'll be a golden girl. <laughs> I was just ready to join. The legion of, of golden girls like, on yeah you look i mean i this show i mean we'll get into it with the ratings I, I think for what it's intended to do it does very well it's a sitcom like it's a little dated with the the, the fashion and the some of the remarks and no, the no, references no, no, and no. Stuff. time out time but out for the well <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> i i would not call the fashion dated
0: Oh, you know oh, what no. I'm,
1: I'm just gonna wait you you keep going with what okay. you're saying and we'll get into the fashion okay yeah, we
0: will so my, <laughs> my point is the, the writing of the show I, I think more than holds up yeah we, we we watched it the jokes were funny we laughed pretty hard I mean it's it's very it's a very watchable show even now and you, it feels like you could transplant. The writing, like you could almost remake the show with the exact same scripts and change a couple of references, and it would be successful today. Yeah, and to me, that's the mark of a quality television show. Is it's something that's that, you know that, that relates to whatever it is that you happen to happen to be watching it? And so I, you know, I was it's it's of the shows that we've done a rewatch of. It may be the one I've enjoyed rewatching the most so far.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I I would agree completely that almost every joke landed really squarely. The only ones that that were a little bit... Let's say they didn't age as well as we would like were were the ones that had any kind of racial component at well. Yeah, all. So I think they like people, ooh, you cannot
0: say that. People were a lot looser about it. I I think it's mostly from Sophia.
1: Yeah, sure. And and, and that makes it easy to kind of dismiss because yeah, she's I, the I, oldest, you know, right? like it's
0: kind of a, you know, well it's once you're, you know, in your 80s, you can say whatever, but, you, whatever you want. Sure. It's, you you know, it's, it's what so racist. I think there was a little bit more tolerance for that back. Yeah, then.
1: and and let's let's be realistic. They're they're not culturally as woke as we are now and and we can't fault them for that just because it was a different time
0: i i think in some for for sure they're they're not but i think in a lot of ways they were they were ahead of their time there was a lot of for sure a lot of lgbtq uh, characters and references in the show and of course we'll, we'll talk about you know b arthur here um, a little bit a little bit later in her support of, of the community but you know d- feminist right i mean it's a lot sure. it was a very liberal television show and a lot of it's because you know it's the the people that created maud which was known to be a, a fairly liberal leaning show back then, a lot of the, you know, including uh, B. Arthur and Mm -hmm. uh, Rue McClanahan, I believe Mm -hmm. both were on that show, Mm -hmm. uh, came over and a lot of the writers and that sort of thing. I think uh, Susan... uh, Harris. Yeah, Susan Harris was involved in Mod. I think that's part of it is that mentality kind of got brought over and played itself out on the show in a lot of ways that probably weren't super it wasn't super popular. It would be that way on television, I think, back then. and it, uh, It comes through pretty clearly.
1: Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that people our age kind of take for granted that these were... Sort of pioneers, and that this trail had to be blazed. You know, somebody had to get in there and kind of put their foot down and and take a stand. And we wouldn't live and think the way we do today if if they hadn't done that. And so I think that that's right. You know, an incredibly important, on top of being yeah. Nineteen eighty
0: five was not a friendly time. If if there was one, it's, it's certainly not not in the same ways it is now. Um, for a lot of the, the viewpoints expressed on the show, and so yeah. I think for being able to do that and be successful and get the ratings, and not, uh, you know, not kind of succumb to I'm sure whatever network pressure was being put on to kind of. Chill out a little bit. I think uh, says a lot about the about the sure. show. It's something to be proud of for For
1: sure, yeah. And I think while we're on this note, I think we
0: can get, kind
1: of dig into something that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Did you know that B. Arthur
0: was a Marine in World War II? I did. So should we should we start should we start in with B. Arthur? Yeah, like, let's talk I have about a lot to say B. About Arthur. It. All of all of the characters in the show are, are great, and we'll. we'll do our best to go through, but you know the standout for me is absolutely B. Arthur. I, I was aware, in fact, I made a note she was uh, specifically a staff sergeant in World War II. Tony Award winner, LGBTQ rights supporter, up up and in, including post war, she left a lot of her fortune to all sorts of different uh, charities for that support. Was famously Akmina in the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay. one of my personal favorites. I didn't know favorites. that going to make working, me Socially working at important Akmina's list. Cantina on Moss Eisley, <laughs> of course, on the famous planet Tatooine. Okay. I, I think we all remember. I don't. Uh, and my favorite B. Arthur reference, I, you know, what I'd known the most about B. Arthur, uh, of course, I'm a huge fan of uh, the, the show Futurama, uh-huh. as you're well aware, and B. Arthur famously playing the part uh, of Pewter in uh, okay. a, a Amazon wouldn't a very a very uh-huh. famous uh drama. So would you like to hear a clip of of B. Arthur as Femputer? I
1: don't see that I have a choice here. No, you do not <laughs> All hail Famputer. All, All hail Femputer Femputer, Femputer. We bring offering of bath beads and scented soaps. Your gift pleases Famputer. <laughs> Famputer demands to know why there are men on her planet. It was an accident, ma'am.
0: That does not Fampute. Famputer will return after deciding your
1: punishment. That's incredible. Oh, there's more. Leela, I'm through making fun of women. Now I want them to help me.
0: After lengthy femputations, I, femputer, have decided the fate of the men. Themputer sentences them to death <gasps> by Snoo <snoo-snoo>. Snoo! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A classic television moment. Uh-huh. Also involving B. Arthur, I think one of my favorite things. And, and watching the show, I've. I've My, my nerd card on, on full display, I, I'd seen the serious Futurama. Dozens of times, all the way through, and so watching her, like that's all I could hear was those femputers' voice coming (laughs) out of Dorothy for the entire time. I
1: do like that because now I get to say that does not (laughs) fempute when someone says something (laughs) stupid and sexist.
0: (laughs) So many things don't um Yeah, so B. Arthur, a a, a legendary figure, with or without the Golden Girls, but certainly on this show, I think one of the best. Character actors. They all do a good job, but I I think Betty White and B. Arthur stand out as the two that that really take their characters and, and are able to hit those notes every time they get laughs without lines. Very frequently, they can, you know, they they're they're just uh, they're they're really great at what they do.
1: Yeah, and B. Arthur does a really good job of Jim Halperting. Mm-hmm. You know, she may be the original Jim Halpert in that she does a very good job of just silent reaction shot. It's just perfect.
0: It's terrifying. I one of the yeah. one of the early notes I took is B. Arthur is a boss. Her stare will break you.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I wrote. I hope I never disappoint Dorothy. <laughs> she <Well. laughs> she does not exist anymore. She's not real.
0: But I hope I never disappoint. Her. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's quite the character. So um, so let's talk about Blanche a little bit. I, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think Blanche is worth worth a discussion uh, of of the Fab Four. I, one of the early notes I I wrote about Blanche is what has Blanche's life been like? They make a lot of fun about um, her promiscuity say it feels like she it's not possible what she's claiming to have accomplished in her life so i i, I want that to be true for her but what do you mean it's not possible what she's claiming <laughs>
1: what what are you saying no i, <laughs> I don't understand just the
0: sheer volume it's a it's a wilt chamberlain like
1: i mean history look, judgment aside right we both agree that she's an adult Grown woman who gets to sleep with whomever she she chooses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think they I think they have to live in Miami so that she can <laughs> keep meeting new men to
0: sleep with. Perhaps, yeah. Which
1: which is great. I mean, look, I I as someone who watched a lot of Sex in the City before I watched any of the Golden Girls, I think the thing that's funny about it is is their sort of awareness about it and lack of judgment you know they they kind of make jokes about like oh yeah you sleep with everybody it's not in a like rude judgmental you shouldn't be doing that way it's it's just in a that is a thing about you kind of way
0: yeah I mean I think it's part of the appeal of the show is that they're happier because they're in an environment where they all support and accept each other which is great what I'm saying is that what Blanche is claiming to have done is not physically possible.
1: Well, I mean, there are 365 days in the year, mm-hmm. and we figure she's around 50. But she's not gone that much. I don't know. Like, it, <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I don't right. want to dig too far into this. I'm just saying it's.
1: It, it, I, she's not off screen enough to have slept with all the men that yes. she claims to have. Yeah, yeah you know, like the know. journal where she's got three different books of right. I wasn't there. Base. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying yeah. it's see, you know, I I would like to understand the physics of how that's I mean, possible.
1: you know she she just doesn't waste any time, her. you know? Yeah. She's a beautiful woman, she's southern, she's got that southern charm. Uh-huh. You know, I I think it's great. I thought it, I thought it was really funny. I like that about her.
0: All right. any any other Any other thoughts on Blanche? Well,
1: she this is this is a weird thing to notice. She has the tiniest nose I've ever seen what on a, on an adult okay. person. I don't. It's amazing. I, I found it distracting. To. That I found more amazing than her lipstick case, okay. number, if okay. you will. Uh-huh. All right.
0: Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll move on past that one. All right. So, let's talk about Rose. I appreciate that. All uh, right.
1: Let's talk about Rose. Rose,
0: played of course by the. Everlasting Betty White. If you didn't know, it, it's if a little bit like this isn't a fair comparison because I don't feel the same about the characters. But I had a comment about Phoebe in an earlier episode on uh-huh. Friends, where like if it's it's a it's a makes the performance it makes me appreciate the performance I guess a little bit better, knowing that the actress is is that it's a stretch for them to be. And I think Betty sure. White's in yeah. that category where it, you know Rose is is just berated on the show. She you know which for her her character trait is is one dimensional and it Mm is, you know, dummy, but in a way that she gets a lot of the best lines. And I think to play that and to be like the timing that's required for her to be able to pull off a lot of that and it not to get repetitive, it takes a lot of talent, which I think probably only Betty White, maybe a handful of other actresses could have figured out. And so I enjoyed the character of Rose. Of course, I am a Rose, apparently, which means yes. I'm a big old dummy, I guess. Thanks, Internet. Uh, it's not even true. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I'm just saying hot. it's rude to point it out in front of all these people. <laughs> um, well,
1: but, maybe they're talking about other aspects of Rose that I think you embody well. She's very sweet. She's very loving.
0: She. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't really is, fit those. I feel like there's just the you one. You are
1: sweet and loving. Oh <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, that's... I think you're sweet.
0: Okay. Loving. All right. Well, ask the cat about it. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I will. I will add that I think Betty White does an incredible job of smiling sweetly when she's saying something stupid, and I think that that's something that uh, that she still kind of does. She she plays she plays innocent really well, and and that makes her incredibly likable. And and it's it's also kind of a a miracle or or a knack of incredible artistry that she can play a character like rose who like you say is very one note and very and very dumb she can play her in a very likable way i, I never i never was like oh, okay i get it she's dumb enough already i mean it, it's hard to watch a show with one-dimensional characters and and betty white made her incredibly watchable and fun to you you believe that she is part of the group naturally.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Which no, is important. I, yeah. It's uh it, it's definitely performance. Say so the one the one note I made about Rose specifically was Rose's magical. Yeah. Uh, which I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got caught up in the show a little bit. I also made a note about Saint Olaf, of course, uh-huh. famously where where the character of Rose uh-huh. uh, is from in Minnesota. Uh, it just that Saint Olaf must be full of Hummel figurines. Okay. Just, that's the only. <laughs> that's, that's just how this, the, That's the, where they're made it must be it's, yep. it's where they're modeled after it's yep. where they come from it's manufacturing uh-huh. yep. uh, all those things it's where they're buried
1: so that leaves us with talking about Sophia. yeah let's talk about Sophia. i i really really enjoyed watching you enjoy watching her mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah. it was very sweet i i really appreciated how much you liked listening to Sophia.
0: Yeah, Sophia is is a lot of fun. She she's a you know a little bit of comic relief on the show. She doesn't get a lot of the a lot of the story points necessarily. A lot of the the you know the the plot movement type of type of lines. But I, I will say, Sophia also as little as little of the plot that involved her. She she had the, the two moments in the show that actually choked me up. Yep. Which was which is which is which is yep. saying a lot. Like I'm 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 am I'm usually you know a, a bit of a tank when it comes to these movies. If they're, <laughs> I'm watching the Golden Girls. I will say here in front of everyone, which I may I may come to regret. There was twice in this show where I got choked. The first was the Alzheimer's episode, uh-huh. season three, episode one, yep. uh, where she meets a, yeah like where she meets Alvin mm-hmm. and they sit on the bench and then eventually he's she doesn't understand that he, that he has Alzheimer's and they find out he moves away uh, and when she's leaving at the end of the episode. And somebody sits on Alvin's spot on the bench after he's moved to New York. She turns around and tells him to get off the bench. Uh-huh. That that's, that somebody's already sitting. Like that, that was. That's very sweet. It, it was, that was a moment. And then, um, uh, the very last episode, not the end of the episode, the, the series finale where she's sitting at the table by herself uh-huh. and, uh, Rose and Blanche get up and leave. And she just kind of looks down and she says, goodbye, my girls. Aww. Like that was a, yeah, like that was kind of a, yeah, it was a uh, it was it was a touching episode. Maybe another factor out the show, and I, I wrote down a little bit about this. They they tackle some pretty for a yeah. sitcom. They tackle some pretty significant stuff. Yeah, uh, stuff. It's a lot of uh, you know elderly issues that come up. A lot about uh, you know, how doctors treat their patients. We saw and Alzheimer's yeah. and all sorts of different relationships and uh, politics and that sort of stuff. Like they they go pretty pretty deep into some of these issues. And managed to stay funny in the process. And I, I think yeah.
1: A hundred percent. I mean I think I think the biggest one is kind of the premise of the show. I wrote it down in the first episode, Rose says, uh, we get married, we have kids, the kids leave and our husbands die and they Talk about how they're alone all the time. Uh, yeah. That's a real bummer. It's yeah. very, very sad when you think about it. But relatable,
0: I think. It's you know, it's something that. Uh, Not yet. I hope.
1: I mean, well, that's what's that's what's so tough about it is we had. I personally had a hard time watching, thinking about being at that age in my life and and feeling that way. It's it's hard to imagine because you know we we like to imagine that our life partners are there uh-huh. for life, unless it's, it's
0: unless it's Stan.
1: Okay, of yes, and then, Sam and then is we the don't worst. and then
0: we don't really want him around. Yeah. Although he, he redeems himself in the in the series eh, finale a little bit, but still. Yeah. So, so there's there's a fifth Golden girl. Uh-huh. that we need to talk about. Okay. That I feel like if we don't mention we're gonna hear about it from from okay. some Golden Girls fans, and that that person's name is Coco. Uh huh. Coco is the uh, is the, the chef. The, the chef, right. the cook for yep. the house that is in only one episode, the pilot That's episode. So weird. The only episode that he's that he's in, uh, and it's I think the writers kind of determined they they made the pilot, and then they determined Sophia's gonna come in. She's kind of cooking for the house, and so Coco. Just kind of disappears. I, I wrote that fanfare. down. Whatever
1: happened to the chef?
0: But I, I wanted to see more of Coco. I feel yeah. like the presence of Coco in this series would have would have been a lot of a lot of fun. And is there's a in the in the world of Golden Girls fandom, which I have only seen the outskirts of, uh-huh. uh, Coco seems to be a figure that that looms large. Yeah. So worth mentioning here on the show. I, I saw that we watched the first episode. I'm like, oh this is going to be great. We've got a guy that's going <laughs> to run up in there. He's going to He's lay down. The, He's yeah. It's going to be fun. And, yep. then, and then just gone. Yeah. <laughs> he just, just didn't exist yeah, anymore. Just ghosted forever. <laughs> he, he, he pulled a real, uh, a real Judy from family matters. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. So uh, there are some things that I really want to dig into. Okay. I think we may have to warn our fans. This is going to be a long episode because we have a lot to say about this next category. We'll see. I think we should talk about the fashion a little right. bit. Okay. All right. Several, several feelings I have about it. All of the shoulder pads in the world are in this show, and mm-hmm. I love it. I'm on board. Uh-huh. I wrote these women's robe games are on point. Uh-huh. The robes in this show are incredible. Yeah. Like a different robe they, for every robe scene.
0: Yeah, their, their robe game is tight. Yeah. 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 I, I also made a note that said simply, what was the shoulder pad budget? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it had to be, it had to be large, like the, just the, just the the sheer volume of shoulder pads yeah. that we're going through in the show. Mean, unless they were high. just
1: reusing them over and over.
0: No, don't be ridiculous. Okay. Don't all, be right. Ridiculous. all right. Don't they're, uh, the, they're all in the Television Hall of Fame. Somewhere <laughs> in the Television Hall of Fame that we haven't been Golden to. Golden There's just a big bin full of the Golden Girl <laughs> shoulder pads. pads. And I want to go there and I want to dive into it and swim through it like Scrooge McDuck in his money pit.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. Me, me too. Okay. Me too. Yeah. I'll put um, that on the bucket list. Okay. So the other fashion note I have is that every every sleeve is rolled up. Yeah. There there it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, We of course have, have the show in the background right now. And that, that holds true in every episode.
1: Yeah. It, It looks amazing. I, I have to be honest. It's, it's weird for me, you know, both between family matter. Yeah. Every sleeve, but between family matters and the golden girls and just just every kind of 80s show Hmm. i found i found myself looking like some of their outfits and kind of wanting to do like a modern take on some of their outfits like like dorothy looks is dressed very strangely she wears a lot of tunics Hmm. like she's already a very tall thin woman and so they put her in giant clothes and it's sort of works but also doesn't work for her it's very strange and yet i sort of wanted to
0: get all of her clothes and wear them (laughs) did you know that rue mcclanahan had as part of her contract that she got to keep all of blanche's clothes after every episode yeah that's that was actually part of her writer for playing she playing the character true pioneer you know, yeah, she, she was, she was, she had some foresight. They're all I, wonderful. I mean, the, like, the clothes to me, like, are very recognizable to me as like late 80s, some early 90s. Like, the, these are things that I, like, my grandmothers would, would have, would have worn. Absolutely. Around yeah. town.
1: Yeah. Betty White is dressed like my grandmother.
0: Yeah. The, the height of fashion for retired ladies. Oh, of, yeah. Of for means. sure. Yeah. For
1: sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, my grandmother. Well, she's much smarter than Rose, but but she could have been Rose. Mm-hmm. She's a little older. She's from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. She dresses the same, and she's very sweet.
0: Okay. Yep, yep. I could see that. Yep. Shout out to Lillian.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Okay. What What are the notes do you have? What else do you have to
0: say about the show? Got a. I've got some trivia here that I think I think might be interesting. We can We can run through. So there's there's been some spinoffs of the Golden uh-huh. Girls. Yep. As as, I, as you weren't aware, some of the characters showed up from these that I recognize. Uh, yeah, I, I did not seen. know. Yeah. Uh, specifically, Empty Nest was a spinoff uh-huh. of the show, a sitcom that aired at a similar time frame. It started in 1988, so in the middle of this run of the show, they the show Empty Nest. Started up and then uh, a show that I haven't seen. I had a hard time actually finding. I kind of want to go out and, uh, and and see it. Maybe we'll do a follow up episode on the Golden Palace,
1: uh-huh. which
0: is the 1992 reboot where the Golden Girls run their own hotel.
1: Yep. Called it's, the
0: Golden Palace. Which, it's
1: the three other than Dorothy. Yeah. Because Dorothy got married, mm-hmm. and the other three decide to run a hotel.
0: Yeah, I, that's I. I want to stay at that hotel. Oh, of, that would be of course. Yeah, of absolutely. Another piece of trivia: B. Arthur almost didn't get the part, NBC he oh. not want did not want B. Arthur to play the part of Dorothy, but Rue McClanahan, her her of previous mod Uh, Stardom pushed NBC to put her on the show, and eventually they cast B. Arthur. And and whoever decided, whoever was in the room that didn't want to hire B. Arthur, I suspect a few years later was probably fired.
1: Yeah, can you imagine the Sliding Doors world in which B. Arthur does not play Dorothy?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like the other actresses are very strong on this show, but I can't. She's incredible. Yeah, I can't imagine the show without B. Arthur. it's, it's, It's hard to.
1: I mean, at least now, anytime makes anyone makes a joke about this is the darkest timeline, I can I can tell them definitively no that the darkest timeline is the one in which B. Arthur did not play. Yeah.
0: I agree. Dorothy. Uh, so we talked about wow. Estelle Getty being a year younger than than B. Arthur, uh, who she plays the mother of on the show. She went through uh, approximately forty five minutes of makeup every episode. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, every day to be able That's... to kind of yeah. if, you, if you see pictures, especially in that time period of Estelle Getty, like she looks the same age, if not younger, yeah. than the rest yeah. of the uh, of the actors on the show. About forty five minutes every day. Would you do you know who the Golden Girls' number one fan was? Other than the, you? No, well, it, now, perhaps, <laughs> me, I, I can't say, I know there's a lot of people who love the guy, I, I'm a fan. But yeah, I, I, I mean, we haven't even I'm seen every close. episode yet, um, so. <laughs> the number one fan during the run of the show, some people say, uh, was Queen Elizabeth.
1: I have heard that, yes, it's yeah. incredible. So, incredible. So
0: much so that Queen Elizabeth had them come and do a, a Royal Command live performance of some of their material uh, in a 1988 show, uh, where she was seen to be laughing in the balcony at some inappropriate jokes, It was a bit of a Amazing. scandal. Uh, Amazing, yeah, which is which is a lot of fun. And I
1: I really hope that makes it into the crown. I'll say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that would that would be that would be pretty incredible. And, and then, a
1: real failure on Netflix's part if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You're on blast, Netflix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple other bits of trivia: the Miami house is actually located in Los Angeles. To no one's surprise, sure, there's a yeah. specific house uh, just kind of decorated internally pretty well to to mimic something that would be seen uh, in Miami, a former residence of yours. Your, that's, that's right. Your Miami yeah, I used expert. to live there. That's you right. Did. That's uh, right.
1: And I and I have to say that I appreciated all the Miami jokes. There were some good ones in there.
0: Yeah, I made a note earlier that Miami was really getting roasted. Yeah, in show. Like <laughs> it was, Miami. You know, not not in yeah. a vicious way, but not it was, unearned.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: you know some truth some truth telling that's that's
1: the fun thing about it I mean if you if you have lived in Miami or spent a significant amount of time there you know that it is a truly truly wonderful place that also has some truly horrible characteristics and you know one of the fun things about it is the and this isn't so much true about Miami proper but certainly the Fort Lauderdale and the uh, sort of North Miami all of that area is very true that it is a home for retirees Mm -hmm. so uh, there are a lot of old People and you know that's just kind of a fact of living down there. And <laughs> uh, a
0: couple of so the last few facts: uh, the, the show was shown in syndication over 60 different countries, and is, was remade with different actors, uh, but some involvement with the original writing staff in England, Greece, Russia, among some other some other countries. I looked yep. desperately for an episode of Russian Golden Girls, could not find it. <laughs> I will continue my search on future episodes. If I can find it, I promise our listeners we will hear. Some Russian Golden Girls at some yeah, point.
1: Yeah, we could but do a whole episode about it. So
0: far, the search continues today. <laughs> yeah. In fact, any listeners yeah. out there with a hookup, please please send it our way. And then the last no, thing, you're... over a hundred cheesecakes were eaten on this oh. show. It's a, a well-known part of the show that they go back to being cheesecake mm-hmm. whenever things get beautiful. rough together, uh, and over 100 cheesecakes in the run of the show. That's very sweet.
1: Let's see, I I am trying to see, oh, one thing that I did want to talk about is sort of the legacy, not so much of the show, but some of the famous writers who worked on the show, or as producers or whatever, who then went on and and made their own stuff. The the two standouts for me, and I'm sure there are more, but the two standouts for me were uh, Mark Cherry, who Mm -hmm. later went on to make Desperate Housewives, and Mm -hmm. I believe some other stuff. Sure. Um, And... (laughs) <laughs> and the, the
0: the actual talented one <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the the more significant for our personal uh-huh. viewing history is Mitch Hurwitz who wrote the finale in in a way that it was. I mean, just
0: watching it, it was just so. It was. Clear. It was the it beginnings was, of Arrested Development. Yeah, it absolutely was. It the, was. Yeah, it, the, was the, the, it was, the was the internal it. monologue of the priest. Yeah. And, and Dorothy yeah. and yeah, it was. Yeah, it was
1: great. It was a great episode. And and of course Mitch Hurwitz. For those of you who aren't familiar, uh, later went on to write. Um, Arrested Development and mm-hmm. a bunch of other shows kind of in the wake of that yeah. cancellation. But uh, but yeah, most famously probably um, Arrested Development.
0: Yeah, one of our favorites for sure. Okay, so with that we'll go ahead and wrap up uh, close-ups and have the Showdown Orchestra play out.
1: Now it's time for our most unpopular take. Let's get over dramatic
0: Cliff, do you want to start us off with your unpopular opinion? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what's up. Okay. I'm going to tell you what's up.
1: Your unpopular opinion.
0: Yeah. So I, I have one, and it's it's going to cause some controversy. I feel like we're going to get some emails about this. And you know what? That's come at me. You know, i I'll, I'll I'm willing to fight for this one. My overdramatic take, and I, it, early it came up, this was one of the first first things I put down, is that putting chocolate in a cheesecake is effectively destroying a cheesecake. OK, these ladies are eating pure chaos, in my opinion.
1: I want you to know that if I had access to the computer that records this podcast, I would have cut him off <laughs> midway through that sentence. That was unbelievable.
0: Well, believe it. Have you
1: ever had a turtle cheesecake?
0: <laughs> you was so upset. Have you ever heard a turtle cheesecake? Yeah. It's the she- a
1: Snickers cheesecake? <laughs> it's
0: disgusting. A Oreo cheesecake? Yeah, don't, don't put chocolate in my cheesecake.
1: Oh my don't God. Don't put it on my cheesecake. I can't believe I, I love share cheesecake. a bed
0: with you. Don't, don't, don't. Well, look. <laughs> I
1: have shared chocolate cheesecake
0: with you. You yeah. loved it. I, well, you look, ate half mm, of it. I, you thought I did. Approximately. No, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's weird. And if you want to put some uh, weird I fruit on top it. of it that I can, like, scrape off, fine. I'll scrape it off. So in once your you start mind, injecting my cheesecake with who knows what, that's where I draw huh. the line. That's where huh. I draw the line.
1: So your perfect cheesecake is graham cracker crust cheesecake the end
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's oh, it's okay. already cheese and cake it's already cheese and cake why why do you have to 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 dare science to, to become <laughs> unstable by adding additional things some genius in our history has already i, I assume professor cheesecake has already gone through the trouble of there is of no melding there is of melding cheese and it's cake Dr. into something cheesecake. so delicious and the hubris, the hubris <laughs> of these people to come along on the shoulders of that genius and say, you know, we're going to throw some other, like, lazy garbage in here. No, it's not lazy garbage. It's, it's ridiculous. Just,
1: it just makes it better. It's, no, I can't. it's Look. like taking caramel and putting salt on it. it makes it better. Uh, no,
0: it doesn't. That's, first of all, that's, yeah, that's a completely it's different topic. Better. Yeah, we'll okay. talk about that later. <laughs> okay. So I can't, like, I'm, I'm too upset. So, Colin, what is your, what's your unpopular <laughs> All
1: thing? right, well, mine's actually about the show. Okay. Um... This actually probably is an unpopular opinion, and I imagine I will get some letters about it, but um, (laughs) I'm almost afraid to say it, because yours was like a joke one, because you love the show
0: so much. (laughs) There was was no joke.
1: Okay. I don't like Rose's Minnesota stories. Wow. (laughs) I just, I got a little bored of them by the end. I don't even know... What to say right now? This is a safe space, Cliff. This it's, is an no, unpopular that's, opinion. feels like safe a really space. personal
0: attack. It's
1: not on you.
0: All right. Well, I, we'll, we'll let look. The I still love Rose. I still
1: hands. love Rose the character. I think she's perfect in every way. First of all, they're not
0: stories. Okay. They're life lessons. And clearly, you've learned nothing from the Golden Girls. <laughs> you've learned precisely nothing.
1: Look, I was forced to pick an unpopular opinion, and
0: that's the one I picked. <laughs> okay. Well. It just shows something at random. No,
1: it wasn't at random. I was just like, you, you know, what she was telling one of them one time and I was like, okay, I get it. And I was like, oh, there's my unpopular opinion.
0: Okay. All right. It's well, unpopular. So we're gonna arm wrestle about this. Yeah, uh, clearly. Seems uh, fair. Uh, while we do that, we'll we'll take a break here really quickly. But don't go away, so when we come back, we're gonna hand out some awards and pass some judgment.
1: And we're back on the Golden Girls episode of the Showdown. Now let's get gussied up. It's Dundee time. Cliff, do you want to start us off with
0: your best or worst Dundee? Sure. Let's start with Let's start with best. I okay. Think, just to kind of ease into it, it could get uh, could get tough. So my my best. I, this was a hard one to choose because I, okay. I as you well know at this point i love the golden girls very mm-hmm. much yep my soul i like the depths uh, of my more soul. than
1: i more than i <clears throat> expected
0: yeah to a serious degree so it was tough for me to choose ultimately i landed i thought about this long and hard <clears throat> and i have an honorable mention but my my best was was sophia i then i just i sophia is it you just you just want to hug her a uh-huh. lot you just want uh-huh. sophia hugs Uh, All the time. I I wrote... Some of the notes I I put in here, she should replace Alexa. Uh I think that's a great idea is if instead of Alexa uh, Sophia should (laughs) replace her.
1: Yeah. So you didn't mention it before, but, uh, there is something I wanted to mention about Sophia Uh when Dorothy was having her problem with her medical condition, which we'll get into in a minute when I talk about it. Um, (laughs) I'm about to talk about it. Uh, you seem to appreciate Sophia's role as mama bear for lack of a better term in Uh that, in that moment and uh, you know when she was sort of not telling off the doctor but doing one of those we're we're out of here kind of moments which mm-hmm. is which is always great when a when someone does that for someone else but it was great because you you kind of were laughing about the show and you said that she reminded you of her your grandmother a little bit and yeah, yeah and you, and you said a, a great line which is that you have heard your grandmother tell a police officer or other authority figure mm-hmm. we'll see about that yeah <laughs> which I, was a, I, a sophia moment that, that i really appreciate yeah it's very it
0: hit, hit very close to home for yep, sure yeah uh, so i so- I have an honorable mention. Excellent. My honorable mention was Freddie Peterson. Uh (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I'm going to say.
1: Yep. All that needs that. To be if said. you're
0: familiar with the show, you'll appreciate that. But Freddie yeah. Peterson, honorable mention for one of my favorite things about the show. So, what was yep. your best? comment? Uh, my best,
1: of course. I think I think it should be obvious that certainly my favorite character was Dorothy, mm-hmm. um, and my best moment goes to the moment in the two-part episode where she is sick. She doesn't know what's wrong. She goes to multiple doctors, and they give her a bunch of nonsense about how it's all in her head, or they don't really know, and and none of them can come right out and say I don't know what's wrong with you none of the tests are showing me anything and that's and that's a really frustrating and disappointing answer to get from a doctor and certainly to have a doctor dismiss that mm-hmm. rather than use that as an excuse to to send you to a specialist or you know something and and this you may not be aware is is famously based on Susan Harris had chronic fatigue syndrome mm-hmm. and went through basically the exact same Rigmarole, and was oh. was, <laughs> was told, you know, one thing or another about well, all just, the words you yeah. could
0: choose. That's what it was. It was a real rigmarole. Rigmarole came out.
1: <laughs> real okay. Real. okay, all right. But anyway, she <laughs> she basically lived Anyhoo. this experience. <laughs> she lived this experience and uh wrote it into dorothy's character and i and i thought it was great but my my best moment goes to when she told off the doctor in the restaurant and you know she's giving him a bunch of facts she Mm -hmm. is laying down the law about what really happened which was that he dismissed her he told her to go to the beauty salon and that that would make her feel better and all sorts of nonsense and it was just one of those one of those beautiful moments where she's standing up for herself she's she's come back from feeling really down and and bad about not knowing what's going on and, and she just really gets to give it to him in a way that he really
0: deserved it and it was... It was just really great, right? And then she goes back to the table, and they all con the restaurant out of a, a dinner, which is That's right. which is borderline illegal.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine right. in it's, that it, moment.
0: Dorothy does not suffer fools. She and does. That, not. Was, that was one of the, the the key moments of that that show that kind of felt very true to her character. So I would yeah, just, and, and, was, and it was, was a great, was great moment
1: too. Um, great writing too, because her the the wife said listen lewis or whatever she she stuck it to leonard too. yeah whatever it William, was i think it was lewis johan but whatever yeah said. we don't know what the is um, <laughs> so i do have an honorable mention as well uh-huh. for best dundee mm-hmm. uh and this is this is for the prop person who uh in the in the two-part season finale series finale put googly eyes on the lobster bibs yep. i thought that was incredible uh-huh. and i love that
0: you did enjoy that during the watch i noticed quite yeah. a bit that was that more was, than i should yeah have. there was a lot of talk <laughs> about the lobster bibs oh boy yep. uh so I'll, so I'll start with my worst yep. um I, you know i Maybe this is controversial, maybe it isn't. I had a hard time choosing worst. There wasn't a lot about this show I didn't enjoy. This is that's which is just which is just true. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna manufacture okay. some drama okay. just for the show, like you wanted me to do. Okay, I, it's, my uh, my worst was was Dorothy's wedding dress and finale. Wow. <laughs> it, it was I, the specific thing I wrote is it's like something out of a horror movie. Okay, uh, it can it had shower curtain loops on it. it sure did. <laughs> it was the craziest thing so I've ever. So you can seen. try
1: it later. It,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, and I'll, I'll, we'll try and put a picture of it on our Twitter feed, perhaps, that yeah. when, when we release the show here, just so if you're not familiar, you can see it. It is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I, I'm not I'm attractive by no stretch of wedding dress, uh, expert. Well, you've seen you, one. I've seen one, <laughs> plenty on TV. We've seen lots of TV weddings. Yep. Uh, it was it was rough, even even for for the 1991 standards. Like it yeah. was, ooh, it was a doozy. So that that was my worst. is, is right. that dress is just a a monster.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. It was
0: I will agree with that. Okay, so
1: my worst is the episode where uh we see Rose find a bunch of old pictures. She's going through a bunch of her late husband Charlie's stuff and she finds an old picture where it looks like Blanche is in bed with her late husband Charlie. Mm-hmm. And it's an episode where throughout the entire episode we're led to believe that Rose is having to come to terms with her late husband cheated on her with Blanche before they met. And it it was a it was just a real bummer of an episode because
0: it's just heartbreaking. It felt a little too real. Like it was Yeah, Blanche, yeah I agree with you. Blanche's the fun of Blanche's character is that it's a lot of non-consequential activity right. that's going on and it's kind of fun and, f- and that w- that got a little too like there were too many moving pieces with that one like it felt a little too too much like a personal attack on, on Rose.
1: Yeah and it also just felt like this hor- this way to horribly tarnish her perfect memory of, of her late husband. She she loved him and she talks about him throughout the series and it's just wonderful. Of course we find out at the end of this ep- episode that it was double exposure on the photographs and they actually never really slept together. Mm. But the entire episode leading up to that was just... It was weird. It was yeah, just I, rough. It was know, just hard to
0: watch. I, see, I think it felt out of place because they, they do a pretty good job on the show from what I can tell of not doing anything to to make you dislike any of the characters. Right. Like as much as they go through like their always likable you're you're on their side for the most part regardless of what stance they take and that was one of the few times where any of the characters did something where you're like that that puts them in a bad light like like really yeah uh, and it felt a little out of place
1: well and it was just strange because there was sort of this attitude of like we'll get over it rose and it was it was yeah. just really
0: weird. He's it was dead. just hard. What's the big deal, Rose? Yeah, I, I
1: mean, I think that was part of it. It was like, well, you didn't know her back then. It's like, well, she knew him. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was it was just rough. I mean, of course, it, of course, they made it okay, but yeah, it was it was just kind of a strange episode.
0: So, okay, I think those are I think those are some some worthy awards. So, with that, we will gather up these awards again. Unbelievably, none of. Uh, the recipients are here, including the dress. I expect at least we could get the dress. to show, nobody's here <laughs> yeah, to accept else is these awards. The right uh, so, now. <laughs> so we'll take them uh, and put them in a mini rocket ship and shoot them into outer space, where I imagine the Golden Girls will live forever as a time capsule of what our society should be uh, remembered as. And so, with that, our our speeches have gone on entirely too long yep, again. Yep, sorry. We'll have the orchestra play us off stage left. Okay, Colin, it's time to get serious. I need you to—I need you to really. Can you put on your serious face for me? Oh, it's on. Okay, I'm please, serious. Please do, because it's—it's time. We have to go before Judge Stone and give our closing arguments, Colin. It's time to pass Almighty Judgment. Yeah, I love pantomiming the bass for the. Uh, For the long order thing there. So, uh, of course, closing arguments is where we give our final thoughts, uh, our uh, dissertations, if you will, on how we feel about. Uh, the, the, epi- the show in question, of course, the Golden yep. Girls today, and give it a score. Those scores are based on a, a scale of, of zero to five stars. Zero is a possible score.
1: I, I did not think about it that. It is but, possible
0: uh, to earn I, a zero. I may need we've that not, not had anyone earn reference. the honor yet. But a scale of zero to five stars, uh, in true Star Search fashion, we will combine those scores into a total out of ten, and then we will take that score and enter it onto our big leaderboard to see where it falls uh, between all the shows that we've reviewed here on our. Our podcast, and so, uh, Colin, would you like to? Would you like to? Start I would love off?
1: to. Yeah, sure. I think I, I think I probably should also just to just okay. to be real. All right. Um, I really love this show. I thought I thought it was great. I thought the chemistry between the actresses was incredible and fun to watch. I thought the jokes held up, and you know it it made me feel really good uh, most of the time. <laughs> the reason that it will not be getting a perfect score, however, <gasps> <What>? is. <laughs> is that it? it is a show that really made me think about the future in a in a way that that just makes me really uncomfortable that I, I one of the things I wrote down is this is a show about how spouses die and it's it was hard to watch in a lot of ways because I think that this is sort of something that our society just kind of makes us all be okay with is that women get older and they're children move away and their mm-hmm. spouses die True
0: and facts. and <laughs> it's dark in so so reality is causing yeah. you to take points away from the golden well, girl's look, score
1: look the the show is incredible but it but it is a show that reminds me that there is a future in which i will be
0: a widowed woman wow so wait no let me get no let me get this straight so I look at this show and I see lessons about friendship. Uh-huh. You look at the show and you see the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yes. Okay, got it. Yes. You, you see my untimely death when you watch uh, the. I, Girls. Uh, that is, you that know, is if nice. I had known that that's what you were thinking about as we were watching this, I, I, I would have. You know, I would have not been doing shots of tequila the entire yeah, time. I, I would have really done more, yeah, to try and, and and preserve my 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 lifespan. But unfortunately, I have not. Okay, and you let me do all that, and okay. you're you're bound to be the, the real life Dorothy. Yeah, that's Although what if I'm, you, that's you are. I'm of. I, I, that would make me stand. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see yeah, how. Yeah, Dorothy's that works not out. the right one. But yeah. but I appreciate that you. think more of a rose. Maybe you're the rose. Maybe. Um, Maybe uh-huh. she's
1: certainly happy all the time, which is good. <laughs> no, I I it, it it really was hard to watch because it made me really sad at times no and way. i do think that the the message of friendship above all and despite the darkness of the <laughs> reality of
0: the i can't believe you're sitting here saying that golden girls reminds me of death <laughs> so and therefore i have to deduct points from this <laughs> no please continue Not a lot I, I mean it's i want to hear how this all right
1: goes. look the, the overall bigger picture is that this was a great show, and I loved watching it, and I'm sure we will go back and watch more episodes, and I mm-hmm. will enjoy them all. And I'll probably cry a lot because there are a lot of incredibly touching moments, mm-hmm. some of which are about how these women don't have spouses anymore. Wow. So okay. all of that to say, uh, I, I additionally, in my score, gave it the standard Half star bump for having a female showrunner, okay. which we've mentioned before. Um, Susan Harris,
0: or, uh, or or having Sebastian Bach appear, either or, <laughs> that's either that's one of those right. two things. It's been right. established as tragically
1: this one showdown law did not have uh-huh. the uh, the Sebastian Bach appearance. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wrote down some of the other shows that Susan Harris created: Partridge Family, Love American Style, All in the Family, Maud, and Soap.
0: Yeah, that's what's quite about me. Yeah. So, that's,
1: that's yeah. so uh, I landed on the final score after the half-star bomb is
0: 4.8. Okay. That's a that's a fair score. That's a fair score. So I'll get my closing arguments then, if you will. Mine aren't, aren't quite as dark as yours. Sorry. As you might imagine. It is what it I is. Did, I did not watch this show and see my own death, uh, which <laughs> <laughs> apparently is... Well, you don't have to worry about it. You'll be long gone, <clears throat> apparently. True. I'll be... Uh, I'll be pushing up Daisy. So also, you uh, make
1: that joke to me all the time. <laughs> I was like, when we were sitting on the porch swing, and I said, "This is what it'll be like oh, when I'm we're 80, You're like, "Well, oh, I won't yeah. be here."
0: Oh, I'm. Yeah. It's gonna be. Please yeah, don't. I glory. love you.
1: I don't want you to die.
0: Uh, so so I, I wrote the. This show was the definition of overachiever. I think uh, when I was watching the show, what struck me is it's it's in the format of what a, many many shows do. There, there's a thousand shows like the Golden Girls, there is only one show that, that was able to take that format and, and turn it into something that is, is what it is. I, I think it doesn't probably get enough credit for the caliber of writing in the show. That you're, I mean, it is consistently good. It is really, really good. Uh, it doesn't date itself. I, I think it's really, it's really amazing. So it was both nostalgic and ahead of its time. Uh, exhibit A in the comedy museum. I think I think when you're talking about television comedy, this is especially writing, but I think acting too, like this one hits every note. Touching, relevant, warm, subversive, outstanding. I gave it a plus point two bump for the St. Olaf Township controversy, <laughs> okay. which I read a little bit about during the watch. Apparently there's a controversy as to whether or not the town of St. Olaf in Minnesota actually exists. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's a long story. We we does it does or it here. doesn't. Uh, ultimately, arriving at a at a score of also four point eight. Excellent. And yeah, I think we we achieved in very different ways at the same score, and so that puts us, okay. uh, if my math skills are correct, that puts us at a nine point six. That's correct as a total uh, out of ten stars, which is I, I think good enough for the highest score
1: mm-hmm. so yep. far
0: here of our of our podcast history, and not, and duly warranted duly warranted indeed. You heard it here. Is that the phrase? High high phrase. Uh quite a rigmarole I would say this.
1: I'm gonna take all of your insults and shove them in my shoulder pads, and I will look as
0: fierce as Dorothy. Yeah, that's that is uh without a doubt the truth. So uh so with that we'll fill out all the necessary paperwork to get uh this score entered into the showdown leaderboard. Uh we'll take a break, but don't go away because when we come back, we're gonna play some games. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the showdown. I'm Colin, it's, it's time for my very favorite part of the show. Are you ready to play some bonus rounds? Of
1: course. All right.
0: So of course, bonus rounds is the part of our podcast where we go through and play some games on our big wheel. We're going to spin our wheel and um, play three rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, each round a different game. The best two out of three is going to be declared the winner.
1: Yeah, it's probably going to be you because this. you've always been the winner, uh, we'll and see. you're in charge of the fake poll. We'll so see. We'll just see yeah, what happens. No, let's side. look we, into we it. Don't,
0: we don't know what's going to happen until it happens. So, <laughs> That's <right>. uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go through and play these games. Of course, we're gonna uh, we're gonna spin our wheel here. Colin, yeah. would you like to spin first? I would love to. Here we go. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. So our first game is a little game we like to call Sneaky Binders.
1: Are we, we going to play the whole song? Or, is that just
0: what we do? We just play the whole song? Play it twice i play it twice.
1: Good, good, because it's uh, the We're perfect the length blind.
0: for a yeah. <laughs> segment to intro. So, so the, the theme song that Colin hates so much, of course, I don't is, hate it.
1: It's just long. Yeah, it may be
0: familiar. It's the theme song. It's a song that's it's in on its own, but the a theme song for the show on Netflix, Peaky Blinders. Yes. Uh, Peaky Blinders, of course, being one of, my, uh, one of my favorite shows on Netflix. Sure. And the premise of this game is, you know, it's what would our parents interpret the title of this show to be? Uh, of course, the name of this game is Sneaky Binders. Being the name that my parents rigor-stated Piggy Blinders to me as I had told them to watch it, they watched the entire series, and then came back to me and said we really enjoyed Sneaky Binders, and yep. so uh, <laughs> a lot of fun for us to try and figure out uh, true how, story how that's good. very it's, it's a shockingly true story. It's trying to it's a lot of fun for us Sad to figure out how it's going to turn out. So uh, so we'll we'll play that game with the Golden Girls. So yep. Colin, would you like to to go first?
1: I will. Yeah, mine is probably the simplest, uh, but I also think that it is probably the most accurate, and that is just for our parents to call
0: it Old Girls. Yeah, I, I can see that <laughs> it's happening. Just old girls. I can see that happening. Uh-huh. Uh, my my entry for uh, for this game. I, there's two categories I consider that these these things kind of come out as. The first is. I'm going to get some words mixed up a little bit or change some syllables around. The second category is I'm going to confuse it with a completely <laughs> different show. And so I, I feel like this show would be would be referred back to me as Designing Women. Yep. I think is, is <laughs> that's, how that's going to... That's perfect. It's how that's going to end up. Uh, of course, Designing Women being a show <clears throat> I'm sort of familiar with. I vaguely remember parts of the show, but looking back on it, it feels a little bit like a Golden Girls uh, ripoff. Yeah, my bit. only
1: real knowledge of Designing Women is, is based on the 30 Rock episode where Liz Lemon watches it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So,
0: yeah. it's a pretty, television expert. Uh, almost certainly a future subject of <laughs> yeah. our podcast. Yep. Uh, so with that, I, I think we can both agree that's. Uh, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I, I concede that you won that round.
1: That round. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but there's two
0: more to go. So we'll, sure. We'll yeah, it's anyone's happens. ball game at this point. It, literally anything can happen. Sure. Not really, but literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's know, probably going to be you. It's fine. So, uh, so I'll go ahead and spin the wheel for the for the oh, next yeah, round. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a spin. Oh boy, so we've landed on a very tricky game. Uh, This game's called After School Special. So After School Special, Colin, as you may remember, we've oh, played do. this game on the show before, and, and in real life many times, <laughs> uh, it is a show where we, we try and uh, describe what the After School Special would be related to this show. Of course, After School Special is being... Shows mainly centered around teens that teach a lesson and kind of talk sure. about something, typically a little bit melodramatic. So I'll, I'll go first if okay. you like, since she went Please first do. the last round. Uh, so the after-school special here is very specific in in my mind. It's something's coming to me that reaches back to your thoughts about wh- why you gave the the, the show. The score that you did such a low score about about you know, the, the realities of life you and death. Did, by the way. I, I just you like you're, you're but, yeah minus two minus point two points in the future for all showdown uh-huh. uh, episodes for for making Colin think about death. So uh, well,
1: it was actually minus eight or minus seven, and then it got the five. But oh, that's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. we'd look. We, we're not going to relitigate yeah. this the craziness that was saying. this morning. My after school special uh, goes back to that that subject. Uh, it's it's about. You know the realities of a teenager having to face what's happening in her family. <laughs> that the title of the after-school special—it uh, already has title. It's actually been through a couple different workshops, uh, and the title has come out the other end as "Guess Who's Not Coming to Graduation." <laughs> oh, uh, about, about probably, probably harsh, probably Rose's family. Um, you know, and it's it, like—I mean, suffice to say, they're going to have some extra graduation tickets. At least, at least one. You know, and it's in the end they learn some lessons about you know how things happen, and there's a hug, and they light some candles or some nonsense Aww. like that. That's uh, sad. And, and then you know, and then you know, cut to cut the credits. So, uh, Colin, what would you? What would you? What would you, what would you sad. Mean? Mine
1: is much more topical and much more relevant. Some could say, and and by far a much better answer. Uh, just so you know, <laughs> we'll just so see. you're prepared. So, uh, I think I think the show uh, came out in the middle of the '80s during the AIDS crisis, and of course, Blanche is sleeping with everyone. And and I think that the important take-home message is going to be about safe sex. I think mm-hmm. Blanche Devereaux is going to teach teens to be very careful and to remember when they're sleeping with everyone to be safe sure. about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, I, look, I think that's a, I think that's a valuable lesson and an important message to get out there for, for teens. And when, what better spokesperson to reach those teenagers about something relevant than Blanche Devereaux. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're thinking. So look, <laughs> is this because
1: I didn't come up with the title for <laughs> well, it? Look, my, my,
0: my afterschool special has a title. It was, workshopped through okay. a lot of you know imaginary <laughs> panels in, in my mind about okay. 10 seconds ago and it came out uh on the other side as something very popular so for the first time i think in in the history of our podcast the winner of the bonus rounds has been determined already before we even get to the third yeah. round I'll, I'll humbly accept were they all the determined they were already like the, weren't they? i haven't had to go to the live poll yet but i can okay. see here on my screen that it is it's you don't want to know what's happening okay well let's just do the third
1: fake now round.
0: so (laughs) you know you'll try and prevent the sweep i think so so something that would also make history in our podcast is a sweep of these rounds and so right now that's my we'll see that's my challenge so call for this program would you like to spin the wheel i will okay all right so this is a tricky one so the the third the third and final bonus round we're going to play is a little something called the history panel So, the history panel, Colin, as you may remember, Mm -hmm. uh, is a little game where we like to try and determine which historical figure, recent or distant history, real or fake. Uh, would this would this show, The Golden Girls specifically, be their favorite show? Would, would sure. it be something that they enjoyed uh, they enjoyed the most. So, so would you like to go first? Yeah,
1: I would. So the choice that I made uh, was Joan of Arc uh-huh. because I feel like she would respect these women for standing up for what they believe in, and also for being themselves and for trusting their gut and sure. trusting themselves to you know
0: she would curse the television for a magic no that's, box not,
1: that's not and part of this it into pieces this is a this is a this is a game this is not historically I'm just accurate to
0: tell you what's what's going okay. to happen with when okay is that all right the well the first thing she's going to do is wonder no, how people okay. could possibly we'll live to be that to old
1: we'll just explain it to her okay <laughs> okay she look in bill and ted's excellent adventure she was on board with
0: electronics She attacks some stuff first. I know, but it's fine. It's fine. The Grim Reaper also makes an appearance in Bill and Ted, much like our show today.
1: (laughs) If you'll remember your Bill and Ted history. Okay.
0: We'll we'll ask George Carlin. Oh, wait, he's not (laughs) in (laughs) our audience. Speaking of Grim Reapers. Yikes. Uh, So my answer for the history panel is as far superior. Answer. It's, no, it's, it's probably not. It's Susan B. Anthony. I, I, you know. Okay. I God, she also
1: would have been bothered by the television magic. I mean, she,
0: no, she's Susan. She, she's she's a cool lady. She would have. She would have. She cool would have lady. been with it. Joan of Arc was cool too. I don't know how how, how easy going cool. Joan of Arc she was. was. Like a she badass. was. She okay. We'll, we'll, we'll have a... <laughs> We'll talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> he yeah. was not. That sounds like a fun she conversation. Was not, not what I would call a laid back person. No. Uh, but, but Susan B. Anthony, however, was well known. She was a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. She what? was very. She liked. Look, you know, she. You know, she was a. She had a bartending license. So, just as I recall, I, think so I, I read all these facts about Susan you're B. Anthony. No, please, nobody out there fact check this.
1: Jimmy Buffett with the Golden Girls.
0: Dead air. <laughs> that's dead air. What are you talking about? You said about? that
1: Susan B. Anthony loved Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, she
0: did. That was that's a that's well documented. You're, you're
1: saying she also loves the Golden Girls.
0: Yeah. So you're saying those are the same? Well, not necessarily. I'm saying okay. she's. I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, how how Susan B Anthony is down, all right? She's cool. She knew what was up. She had some progressive ideas. Uh, okay. You know, and and I feel like she would have enjoyed the Golden Girl. I think she, I right. think they're I think they're I think they're two peas in a pod. Colin? Sure. Got the same I, haircut and everything. Okay. But if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna just start insulting people. No, it's then, not an
1: insult. They look amazing.
0: All right. Um, so we'll go to the live poll for this third round, which is gonna you know, determine the sweep or not feels like i'm just going to say it I, so it's it's leaning in your favor oh, that's i amazing. feel like this is a backlash about the george carlin comments yeah, i made i feel like there's probably like there's some backlash out there so perhaps deserved that this last round. Uh, this goes isn't to
1: live. To, this isn't real. It's
0: Colin. It's it's. But then, how come it's showing up right now <laughs> on this screen that you cannot see? I don't know, you I don't know what's happening. Uh, unfortunately, the first two rounds went to me, or fortunately, I guess, in my case. Uh, and so, I'll humbly accept again and continue okay. my winning streak okay. for, right. uh, for for bonus round. So, I, I think that was I think that was well played, uh, and mm-hmm. I think the outcome was fair. Okay. All right. Yeah, but Colin, wait, wait, okay. hold on. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm holding. Before
0: we go, we gotta check the mailbox. <laughs>
1: I sent you a letter. Open it up and you'll feel better. So happy I sent one to you. You might send.
0: Oh, those guppies know what they're doing. So, uh, <laughs> bubble guppies. So we got some mail from a from a listener here uh, that it, it wanted to to address.
1: I'm a little skeptical about it. I will say, just for all of our listeners, this is actual mail that we got. This
0: is this is these are real emails. Uh, they purport to be from someone that goes by the name of Eric Trump. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it's the same. Eric Trump. Although I'm going to guess the the email address would seem to to infer that it is uh, that Eric Trump. But it's just to kind of get to the to the the matter at hand. The subject of this email is how rude. And I'll I'll paraphrase here. There's some uh, you know some. Borderline content in the some, <laughs> some blue language, there's let's some, say. You know, there's some some, uh, some triggers going on here, but it, it, essentially it says uh, Jort's rule <laughs> is the message. Uh, and it, it says, In this country, we have freedoms. And one of those is taking a buck knife to a pair of Wranglers, indicating <laughs> that the uh, bonus round that we've played in the past, the wide world of Jort's, yep. where we use Jort's as the flagship of. Uh, poor fashion choices yep. for a show that we're uh, that we're talking about apparently uh, Mr. Eric Trump is a big fan of jorts and didn't appreciate us dragging them through the mud that's uh, that's fair look I'll I'll be in defense of jorts for okay. a moment
1: alright uh, here's the thing men look silly in jorts
0: but women <laughs> get to wear jorts I just defended a whole other round of, round of people so I, look <laughs> they do that's the whole premise of Wild World of Jorts fair enough uh <laughs>
1: I'm not saying you shouldn't wear them. You should do what you want. So I'll, I'll
0: I'll say this, you know, message received. Okay, Eric, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not going to change the title of the segment. It's too at good. All. It's too good a title. Uh, it's too good a song. But we'll we'll keep that in mind. As, yeah, as we we're we appreciate you listening. So unbelievably, Colin, this done. Yeah. there was a second email from this this, a lot of time this time listener. On the it's, again, it's all real. Sadly. Yeah. And it's a show idea that was the follow-up to this this criticism. Yeah, which and we
1: it, always are happy to take.
0: It, it, it's, I'm paraphrasing. It says, I hope you're not overlooking one of the greatest shows of the last 20 years. Of course, I'm talking about Orange County Choppers. Apparently the favorite show of Eric Trump, which is sure. surprising. He, I would not consider him to be someone that's walking around wearing jorts and watching uh, OCC. But uh, apparently... Apparently she is. So we'll, we'll take that into consideration. Of course, yeah, we'll we'll love put it on the list. Suggestions from listeners about shows that we should do in the future. We'd, we'd love to hear from anybody that has a show idea. This one in particular, we'll put in the list. It'll yeah, show like up. Yeah,
1: probably towards the bottom. So you know.
0: Somewhere. <laughs> I I, I, I will, will say I've seen plenty of episodes of Orange County Choppers. I'm I have not. familiar with the Tuttles, Paul Sr. and Paul Jr. The mercurial Mikey Tuttle, okay. uh, as, as, I think is trademarked by him. Uh, and their escapade of making bikes and throwing wrenches at each other is, is Sounds well like documented. Fun. It, it is its place in television history for maybe maybe interesting to you. One of the first successful reality television shows, like yeah, back yeah. when that was before Twitter and Instagram, and all that was sure. a thing. There was Orange County Choppers, making I, yeah, big yeah, loud yeah, motorcycles riding them around. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's sure. amazing. Well, and and it and it will be a shocker if we can find a show that you love that I hate because so far.
0: That has not been the case. The search continues. The search <laughs> yeah. continues. So so with that, we'll go ahead and start to, to wrap up the show. We'll ask you to stick around in, in, after the end tag for a special surprise, a little song that we have. Uh, it kind of sums up our feelings about uh, the Golden Girls that we found, we think you'll enjoy. We'll ask you to uh, to please come and visit us at www.showdownpodcast.com. Play along, give us suggestions. You can check out the site list, new episodes. See the the leaderboard ranking is listed. We update that with every episode, so you can see what that looks like. You can uh, give us a shout on Twitter at the Showdown Six as our handle. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, as always, I'm Cliff. I'm Colin, and this is the Showdown. Signing off. To say what I feel Miami has so much appeal A great place to get a seafood meal Miami Miami, Miami You've got style Blue sky, sunshine, white sand by the mile When you live in this town each day is sublime the coldest of winters are warm and divine Miami Miami you got style blue sky sunshine white sand by the mile there's ball clubs and night clubs all within reach dance the samba till morning on the beach, each view is a postcard, each day a great time, the cream of the crop, it's the top of the line. Miami, Miami, you've got style, blue sky, sunshine, why by the mile, Miami, you've got style. Your gift pleases Femputer.